Well, it is time to uh, take a look at some wine as well as some other interesting beverages. And for that, we are joined by Tanya Tomaszewska, a banking lawyer turned wine professional. Tanya, great to chat with you again. Hi, Jill. It's a pleasure to be back. Well, it is great having you back. And I mentioned earlier, we are shifting focus a little bit today, talking about all things Mexican, a Mexican wine adventure. And I, I think we don't often equate the two, wine exploring in Mexico, but you're here to tell us that we should be. Absolutely, Jill. Um, I'm actually calling in from Mexico right now. Uh, a lot of Canadians love going to Mexico at this time of year or, or generally throughout the year. And it wasn't something that I had explored a lot until about six or seven years ago. You know, Mexico is usually thought of a land of tequila and mezcal or beer when we're thinking about alcoholic beverages. But there's a really exciting beverage, uh, wine scene and wine industry here. In fact, Mexico is the home of North American wine cultivation. It was the first place where grapes were grown to make wine in the Americas. So it's pretty interesting uh, what's going on here now. And so not a new thing then that this is, even though we've maybe not talked about it a lot or paid a lot of attention to it, uh, not something that's really new. No, exactly. So as I mentioned, Mexico has the oldest wine industry in the Americas. Uh, when the Spanish came over in the early 1500s to Mexico, there were indigenous Mexican grapes, grapes we understand, but they brought some grapes from Europe and planted them as early as the 1530s. Uh, Casa Madero, which is the oldest Mexican winery that still runs, actually was established in 1597. Uh, so there's a long, long history of wine making here. The Jesuit and Dominican missionaries continued the trend um, after uh, some of the Spanish came over. Um, and so wine was made then for what we'll say sacramental, <laughs> sacramental purposes. There was a bit of a hiatus uh, during um, 1600 and 1700s. But then again in the 1800s, after the Mexican Revolution, with more immigration from Spain and Italy and other places, people brought their vines here and started to make wine and, and grow grapes for winemaking. This is very similar to what happened at the in the 1800s in California, Australia, Argentina, and even here in our own in BC's Okanagan Valley. So there's a, it goes back a long way, but really it wasn't until the 1970s of trade liberalization in Mexico, similar to what happened in BC in the 1980s with some of our trade liberalization with NAFTA, that the modern industry really took off. So it's really kind of been a new, uh, a new, a new stage now, I would say, a developing industry here. Oh, definitely. And and like you said, we often, I think, equate mezcal or tequila or some nice beers in the nice sunshine in Mexico if you're thinking about that vacation. But when we're talking wines, so what kind of wines are the most popular being made in Mexico now? Well, because of the history I just mentioned, there is a whole range and style of mix of different types of grapes, French grapes, Italian grapes, Spanish grapes. So uh, sparkling wine has been very popular here. White wine, such as Chardonnay, Verdejo, Sauvignon Blanc, Chenin Blanc, um, are popular and have been made. Uh, in terms of reds, Bordeaux varieties like Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, Malbec, but also things like Nebbiolo, an Italian grape, or Tempranillo, a Spanish grape, or Grenache and Syrah, those are also popular in terms of still dry wines. Um, and they're made in different regions here. Um, 
also a very interesting blend. In terms of, uh, it's still because it's a young industry here. Domestically, uh, sweet wines or off-dry wines or sparkling wines have been, um, are very popular. But as the industry develops, uh, more of the drier style and more tannic wines are gaining in popularity. So it's interesting to see how the space is developing and where it's going to go domestically. But also um, because of this growth, um, I think Mexican, as I understand it, local domestic consumption of their own wines has gone up as well to support local, kind of like what we've done <laughs> in D.C. So it's quite interesting. It's a mix bottom line. It's a real mix. Oh, very nice. And, so, and what about the heat? As people know, Mexico is hot. That's what draws a lot of people to travel there and vacation there. How does that play into it? Well, yes, it's hot and it's really dry and it's really arid. So like many places for agriculture and for grape growing, irrigation is pretty much a fact of life. Um, that grapes like arid, uh, dry, um, dry climate. It's not humid and they don't, grapes really for wine production don't really like humidity so, so it suits them. What we, there's two kind of different types of climates in Mexico that are great for grape growing. One is one of the larger regions in Baja California is a, a like Napa, Napa of Mexico, Napa Valley of Mexico. So it's close to the Pacific Ocean. It has the breezes. It has fog. And so that climate and great soils, mixed soils, so that climate there, that pocket in Baja California actually has turned out to be a good spot to grow grapes. And then other regions are elevated and mountainous. So although during the day um, they're very, very hot, in the evenings it cools down. It's quite similar, I think, in some ways to what we have in the South, South Okanagan or even the Sinopean Valley. So really hot days, but cool, cool nights. And grapes like that. Um, so it's a mix. Mexico, yes, is very hot. Um, but then these pockets allow some nice grape growing to occur. All right. And where have you been uh, able to taste them, or, or uh, what would you suggest as far as if people are going there, where might be the best spots to go if they want to try out and taste some of the, the Mexican-made wine? Great question. Well, I've been lucky to travel to some of the wine-producing areas as well as do a little bit of wine exploring in wine bars, <laughs> popular <laughs> tourist locations. So uh, if you are traveling into different regions of Mexico, three different parts would be um, Baja, California, so uh, the Guadalupe uh, Valley to Guadalupe, which is just south of the U.S. border, south of San Diego, Tijuana, near Ensenada. This is the major region of Mexican wine making, but also wine travel. There are lots of there are 150 wineries, restaurants, accommodations, festivals, so if you really are uh, a committed wine explorer, you could just go to that region. Um, lots of Canadians like to go to San Miguel de Allende, which is in the center of Mexico, the heart of Mexico, about three hours north of Mexico City. So if you have that on your list to travel to the interior of Mexico, those areas near Querétaro, that, that's a, the second major wine-producing area. I've, I spent um, some time there a few years ago and absolutely loved it. So if you're finding yourself in the interior of Mexico, there's some fantastic wine exploring there. Um, you know, I think a lot of people from, uh, from Vancouver, the West Coast, if they manage to get that time away in the sun to Mexico, many people go to San Jose del Cabo in the Los Cabos area. One of my favorite spots where I first started exploring Mexican wine is at a, a place they're called El Wine Shop. <laughs> Literally, there are a few locations. 
And it's a great way. It's a fantastic wine bar. They have Mexican wine. They have international wine. You can go sit down and taste a range of Mexican wines. Um, they're very knowledgeable at the bar. You can even just get it an ounce. When I went, I had it ounce by ounce. You didn't need to have full glasses. And um, it's fantastic. It's kind of one-stop shop because you can you can go uh, in a nice, very historic area, sit down, and, and try some Mexican wine. So I recommend that for people who are heading into the Colos Cabos area. All right. That's a good recommendation for sure. Uh, what about uh, if people maybe aren't planning to go to Mexico anytime soon, but they would still like to try this out? Can you buy it in B.C.? Good question. Sometimes I, uh, some of my homework when I get back is to see if I can find more Mexican wine or where we can find it in BC right now. Um, from time to time, I have seen offerings in some of the private wine stores. Um, it seems to me the BCLS doesn't carry it at the moment. Um, but I also, for anyone who's familiar with the restaurant Ophelia, which is modern Mexican in the Olympic Village area, I think that they have one of the red wines from Mexico on the list right now. Um, in broad terms, it's very limited production. So just for perspective, uh, the amount of acres of, of vines planted in Mexico, I think is about eight or 9,000. Uh, in British Columbia, we have about 10 or 11,000. So, and I have to check the numbers. The production books are probably very similar. So like Canadian wine scene, uh, you know, we have, we know a lot about our, we, we know a lot about our own wines, but our, our own wines don't have huge distribution right now around the world because we have such a small volume. So I think it's a similar case to Mexican wines. Um, but, you know, for anyone who is interested, if you have your favorite private wine store, perhaps go and ask them, ask them if, um, if they have any to bring in. If I come across any in Vancouver in the next little while, I'll be sure to mention it on one of our next chats, though. <laughs> All right. That sounds great. Uh, Tanya, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your vacation. Thank you so much and salute as they say in Mexico. All the best of health. Thanks, sir.